Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The 11 to 1 show. Fake trees, overpowering candles and the elf on a shelf. The interior designers are having their say on the 12 icks of Christmas. More on this after Prince. Prince, partying like it's 1999. It is 2023, the 21st of November 2023 to be precise. Sinead Brazel here with you. Hope you are keeping well this Tuesday morning. Now, a lot of people are, you know getting in the festive spirit this week and it is because the toy show will be on on Friday night and many people will want the tree up or they will bend to the pressure that their children put them under and that's alright I hear you because I have it in my house as well we will be waiting for another little while though in my house um, now so if you're decking the halls with all of that um, the interior designers have had their say and they have released the 12 icks of Christmas so sort of no-nos you know horrendous tat that they call it and number one on their list is kind of maybe going to be welcomed by a lot of parents maybe out there it's a little guy that arrives around this time of year Santa's little spy the elf on the shelf the interior designers don't like it no 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 they say it is just crazy it's you know making parents compete with each other on social media it's another task for parents when we're already busy Christmas is kind of hard enough <laughs> and now we have the elf arriving so I, I'm kind of on board with that you know I'm, I'm kind of going yeah I that could be a tradition now that could be thrown out in the dustbin just that's my view number two now this I don't agree with fake trees they don't like them, the interior designers. They say folk Christmas trees are high on the ick list, especially those that come pre-decorated and pre-lit. They look absolutely horrendous. Why would you want to put one of those monstrosities in the corner of the room? Because, what? I, listen, I'm all about a fake tree. I couldn't be bothered now going out and trucking in a real tree every year and pine cones and... No, 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 no. I know about the smell of it and all that and some people are all about a real tree. For me, it's, you know, it's packed away carefully in the attic it's wrapped up. It looks great. It looks very fresh. And you can get these really cool um, scented bags that have the festive smell in them. Yeah. So it kind of gives you the impression of a real tree. So they say, no, it's only the real tree for them, according to the uh, interior designers. Number three on the list, picture perfect decor. 
Ah, now what are they going on about now? They say it looks like a Christmas catalogue, which, by the way, some of these people have probably put together. So apparently they don't want you to be now too Christmas catalogue they're saying. You know, it's just a bit sort of, you know, nothing personal about it. It's just a bit false looking. It's just not something that, you know, exhibits your personality. Uh, they say one thing that gives me major ick is a perfectly curated tree. Now, I am all about sort of... Now, not a perfectly curated tree, but not a sort of fling up the decorations any which way at all kind of situation either. But I do like a quality street tree, as we call it. That's an explosion of colour. And, you know, all of those things that your Chris, your kids made for you, which are lovely that you put at the back of the tree. You know, you still love them, but they're at the back of the tree. You'll be putting that at the front of the tree. But you know what I'm saying? It's not this perfect kind of red and gold and red and silver baubles. And that, no, I'm all about like, just get all the colour on there. L- mad looking decorations. I'm all about that. But yeah, these guys are saying nothing. Don't be curating your tree, is what they're saying, which are colour coded. I don't know. They're never happy. Number four, busy tablescapes. One of my f- Christmas icks is an overstyled table, says one. You see tables with too much crockery, too many ornaments and flower arrangements so high that you can't see the people opposite you. Very true. Okay. Tea lights are less bedazzling than I lever din- dinner candles and remember to leave room for your food. Well, yeah, I'm all about that. But I have to say, I do like kind of a candlestick, you know, like two in the middle or like a nice sort of arrangement down the centre. And of course, it has to be sort of a red or a goldy kind of tablecloth but there you go number five overpowering scented candles now look there is no such thing as an overpowering scented candle that's what I'm going to say the smell of mulled wine festivities or whatever other you know nice candles you get at this time of the year I am all for that light them up have them all around the place the smell of Christmas cinnamon and all that sort of stuff rafting wafting through the house I'm all about that but there you go there's five of these so far there's more to come 12 icks of Christmas decor according to the interior designers and apparently people who have blue lights that's a big no-no as well that's up next on the list uh, getting back to the music though and this guy's coming to the local area very soon here's Keen to Crow Keen to Crow we're all waiting for his big show 1st of December in the TLT it's going to be absolutely brilliant he's bringing his victory tour to the TLT in a couple of weeks a week's time is it oh my god it's flying along thank you so much for the reminder of the dreaded elf on the shelf posts and social network platforms I know I know once it starts the parents will be posting like it's a mission to get the most likes this is what it is you see and then there's other pressure then isn't there for people that don't have an elf you know what do you do there? How do you, you know, develop excuses, you know, in that scenario? I don't know. I'm not I'm not on board with that. So there you go. Uh, what something I am on board with is you getting nominating and some of the messages are coming in 086-1800-658. It is all to do with the My Mead gift card and we want to find the best retailer, the best local retailer in County Mead. And I'm going to give you details of that competition. It's on Chris's show, on The Breakfast Show. We're going to give you the details of that. Plus, I've got music from Arima and Selena Gomez on the way. The 11 to 1 show. Yeah, all this week on The Breakfast Show, Chris Murray wants to find out just who is County Mead's favourite local retailer. And we want to hear from you between now and this evening by 7pm. Okay, so you need to tell us who is your retailing hero? 
someone that goes that extra mile with a smile. You can let us know right now by WhatsApp or text 086 1800 658. And if your nomination for Mead's favourite local retailer is selected on The Breakfast though, then we're going to give you a €100 Euro My Mead gift card. And you can spend that in one of... 400 local retailers in County Mead. So any of those 400 local retailers in County Mead. So all you have to do now is nominate and we're getting some of them in, which is fantastic. Thank you so much. So tell us who you're nominating and why to 086 1800 658. Who do you think should be crowned County Mead's favourite local retailer? And stay tuned to LMFM's Breakfast Show with Chris Murray. Rima, Selena Gomez... Calm down. I think these interior designers need to calm down a little bit. Blue lights, pyjama portraits, banister garlands. These are the next on our 12X of Christmas. So number six, blue lights, cold, harsh and utterly unchristmassy. They say now, look at I'm not really... I don't know. I wouldn't be a fan of the blue light. It just kind of reminds me of the guards or something. Dripping icicle lights, they say, particularly offensive, but not quite as bad as flashing blue lights that flicker like the UV lighting used in chippers to keep the bugs away from the deep fat fire. Well, that's put us right off it anyway, hasn't it? That's all we can think about now. So blue lights, a big fat no from the interior designers. Now, this one I don't agree with, and I always have one of these. A banister garland. Winding a garland around the handrail on a staircase is plain dangerous, they say. Banisters are there for a reason, making them difficult to grip, especially at a time when there may be elderly visitors in the house. That's asking for trouble. Now, look, I kind of see where they're going with that. Um, some people p- uh, up the ante by positioning fake presents on the staircase itself. I don't really do that. I know the things they're talking about. You know, those light up sort of present boxes. They're kind of nice, though, I think, under the tree. Uh, they say no. No to the banister garlands. I love the banister garlands because that's the one that I use. Now, that's the one that I'm going to say maybe looks like it's something out of a catalogue. I will do the banister garland. I'll have white lights on that with the red bows, a little bit of um, uh, gold maybe flowering in there as well. So that all just looks lovely on the banister. So I'm going to say forget, flip off interior designers. That's what I'm going to say there. Uh, The next one. Number eight, signage. They don't like this. Culprits include Santa stop here. They say it's absolutely unnecessary. Santa knows where the children live and he never goes down the wrong chimney. Likewise, they say happy holidays. (laughs) So our American uh, listeners won't like this. Happy holidays. That's a no-no. They say either celebrate Christmas or don't celebrate Christmas. Get off the fence. Okay, harsh enough, aren't they? They're very biting in their uh, critique of our decorations. So Santa stop here. That's a big no-no. I mean, half the houses in Ireland, more more than half, I'd say, have a Santa stop here sign. I'm all for the Santa stop here. Are we agreeing with any of this, by the way? Are there any of these things that you just love in the house at Christmas time? Let me know. 086-1800-658. Pajama portraits is another one. Coming in at number nine, smug family portraits with everyone in matching Christmas pyjamas. Post them on Instagram at your peril. Those cute kids will soon be teenagers and their vengeance shall be mighty. (laughs) Now, yeah, look at pyjama portraits and matching family clothing portraits. I'm not for it. I'm kind of going to agree with them there. Like, look, if you want to do it grand, but it's not for me. And you'll have loads of them, won't you now, this, this Friday? Loads of them popping up on, on Instagram, all in the matching late, late toy show pyjamas. Oh, I have to say, I'm with the interior designers on that one. But do you agree? Let me know. 86 658 
Brian Kennedy, a better man on LMFM's 11 to 1. 2024 is going to be quite the year for Anton Arts Centre in Dundalk. They are celebrating a big milestone and they're bringing a major in-house production to the stage. You're going to be finding out more about this with Paul Hayes next. The 11 to 1 show with Gilmore.ie 2024 is going to be a big year for Anthon Art Centre in Dundalk. The venue celebrates its 10th birthday and it's marking the milestone with a major in-house production. It's the Irish premiere of Dundalk writer Jackie McCarrick's renowned play Belfast Girls and it's going to be performed by members of Quintessence Theatre Company and it's going to run from the 25th to the 27th of January. Delighted to have Director of Anthon Art Centre Paul Hayes. He's in studio. How are you getting on? Good morning. Thanks for having me on. Great to have you. I can't believe this. 10 years mm. of Anthon. you there 10 years yep. you're there since the very start this yeah. is quite the the milestone how are you feeling about this old uh, mainly um, I don't normally stay in jobs as long as this but it's been a challenge an exciting challenge every day pretty much so it's meant I uh, the thing that normally kicks in after a few years of just kind of the same old same old hasn't happened in Anton at all we've grown it from um, from a very small uh, theatre into a, into an art centre and now support huge amounts of, of groups from the very young to the very old to, to new artists to established artists. So yeah, um, uh, we're working on our five-year strategy at the moment so I keep saying like, I feel like um, Brian Cox's character in Succession <laughs> um, and the rest of my staff keep looking at me going, what does he mean? But uh, who knows where I'll be in five years' time. But you know, you always got to plan for the future. Yeah, absolutely. And as you say there, it grew phenomenally. It was sort of just, I suppose, a, a, like a town hall, a, a community hall. It's grown so much. So talk to me about sort of the, the vision way back when for this, because, you know, as much as you, you need to support, say, the, the local community artists and the likes of, you know, uh, you know, amateur productions, all that sort of stuff. You needed to bring international and other national work, professional work to the stage. I'd say, I'd say the main vision, if there was one, uh, was that uh, Anton has a really good relationship with, with the local communities the um, and they're really important to us and we put on their work all the time. But there was no uh, centre in, in the northeast of, uh, well, in Dundalk anyway, supporting artists at, at, at different levels of their career. So, you know, how do you become an artist? You should go to your local art centre. They should have a way of helping you uh, we've established um, Bo Studios, which is eight artists in a different space to us where um, they they can work away without the hassle of, of, of rent and all that kind of crack. A huge amount of residencies. And I suppose from day one, uh, because of my own background in theatre, we opened the door up to a theatre company residence, which was Quintessence for the first years, first four years and was Encore for the last four years. And now... Uh, is chalk on the wall at, at the moment, um, giving um, emerging theatre companies a place to to work. So um, I think it's gone well. I don't really know how you um, how oh, you. No, it's, it's definitely gone well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and um, I suppose because I was a theatre director before I became a director of a theatre, um, new work, presenting new work has been crucial. Uh, not particularly by me because I I run the the art centre, but by our companies and residents. So yeah. we formed a very strong uh, alliance with Contessants. They moved on a number of years ago, but we've we've I'm the executive producer for that company. So we've kept a very close relationship. We're just all back from a 17 venue tour of Albert phenomenal. Cashier, yeah. which was uh, amazing to go around the country. I just pushed my baby around random towns in Ireland. I didn't get to see the show once, but um, <laughs> apparently went very well. Um, but uh, sometimes the executive producer has to take on different roles. And um, so we're straight into what I think will be Anton and Quintessence 
contestants is biggest, definitely our biggest show to date. Yeah, and talk to me about this because until I got this press release and until I heard the excitement in your PR team's voices, I had not known much about this at Mm. all. But this is written by a Dundalk, award-winning Dundalk playwright. And surprisingly, this is its Irish premiere. Like, does this happen where people go off and get success and come back? Or how does... Oh, well, that happens. Oscar Wilde. Yeah, Yeah, well, that's Uh, true. That happens. We do that all the time. Um, But in in, in more recent times... um, yeah, it's it's a strange one. Uh, Jackie McCarrick is from Dundalk. She's uh, has published numerous plays uh, under on, on, uh, the publisher Samuel French. I came across them uh, about six years ago. Belfast Girls for me stood out at being an amazing show. I started looking into what I thought was like going to maybe do the world premiere, and then realised it has already had numerous world premieres in Australia, in Chicago, in New York, in many places around the world. So, but then I realised it has never had a premiere in Ireland. Okay. For for a number of reasons, funding being the main one, it's too boring. Oh, Paul, why am I not surprised? Yeah, that that's a, but that's a boring thing to talk about in the radio. Weird, so it's ugly head yeah. again. Yes, but um, so we, uh, I met Jackie and said I'd really like to explore uh, a way of putting this on because uh, Sinead, I read plays all the time. Mm. That's what I've done since the age of twenty. I was a script reader for the Druid. I was a script reader for the Abbey Theatre. You know, a lot of plays read. It just ain't that good. Yeah. This one, um, I could not believe it hadn't had an Irish premiere because it's one of the best plays I've ever read that hasn't hasn't been produced on this island yet. So, and it, it made me, it harks back to the style of theatre that I grew up reading, um, which was kind of large, large scale, epic yeah. Irish theatre in the, you know, following in the footsteps of Singh or O'Casey or Freel or Murphy, that kind of theatre. We don't make it that much anymore. No, we don't. And what's different about those for playwrights is they're men. We definitely don't make yeah. women playwrights. It's really hard, sadly, to name a lot of Irish women playwrights. Um, I believe this will go on to be a, a, a huge show, probably beyond my um, management skills and passing on to someone else eventually. But um, so, yeah, it's taken six years. A lot of that had to do with COVID as well. Yeah. We had been in a place where we had found um, the lyric in Belfast had invited us up to a rehearsed reading a while ago and we thought that was going to go somewhere but then COVID put a, put a stop on that. So it's very exciting now to be able to to do it and then it was a case of who would do it. Yeah. And um, it, it was kind of obvious to me that uh, Quintessence uh, led by Anna Simpson was the right people to offer it to. Um, it is an on-time production but it's very much done in association with Quintessence and they will bring their unique physical style of theatre to the show. It'll be a little bit different for them because I suppose I should tell the listeners a little bit about the show. It's yeah. set in 1850. Well, they are used to, I suppose, uh, Albert Cashier. They've just come on off the, off the mm. back of that. So that's been a period piece that they've mm. put their own stamp on this real thing that has happened, I suppose, in, in history. And they've had, you know, artistic yeah, license a little bit. This one is more because it's a written text. They don't okay. normally do written text. They normally devise their of shows course, in yeah. their styles. So this is a little bit the other way around. And but the show was set in 1850, famine times, end of famine times, and uh, five women are getting on a boat in Belfast to go to Australia. So this was all true. You know, the, the women are put together from lots of different different stories. Of course. Um, under a scheme devised by Earl Grey, him of the, the tea, um, to bring um, young women to Australia to give them a new life. Or at least that's what it said on the tin. That's not what it was. It was to get rid of people we didn't want. Of course. Um, so the women who generally went on that boat were either very, very poor, starving, uh, single mothers, people, uh, women who had children and now had lost them or whatever. People um, 
public women they refer okay, to as a lot so yes, women who yes. have to uh, prostitute prostitution we call it now um, so a lot of women that we basically didn't want they thought they were going to a wonderful life in Australia they were going to a much worse life than famine Ireland oh god okay which isn't, which isn't great um, so we meet five of them on this boat and the whole show is pretty much in the bow of the boat in their, oh, in, well, in their sleeping quarters. I'm thinking, what will the wonderful team at Quintessence yeah. come up with for this? Absolutely. Because, yeah. you know, they, they love uh, they love this kind of stuff. They love to be able to play. But as you say, there is a little bit of constraints, I suppose, around them here and there. Well, yeah, well, I'd say it's, it's new opportunities for them in that uh, now there's a bit more budget there mm-hmm. and there's set designers and lighting designers, costume designers and everything coming in to build us so it's a bigger quintessence show than than they've done before um, I haven't done a show this large for, for years really um, uh, it can't be too big because we have to take it we're taking it to a, a few different venues yep. we're not doing a tour this time around we're doing uh, a few transfers of it because the show could only work with our association with the Lyric in Belfast so after Tawn it'll go up there and then we have two other partners uh, the Drihid here in Drogheda and the Solstice and Navan Together, collectively, we're called the Northeast Network, the three venues in, in that area. And uh, it's our first big show as the Northeast Network as Amazing. well. So we're doing transfers to there. Hopefully then all going well, there will be a major tour planned in the future for it. Um, because it's the kind of show that as a, as a reader of plays, you're just you're always hoping you'll open a play like this, that it brings you straight back to where it's set, but it also talks about lots of stuff that's incredibly relevant today. Yeah. So it's quite a strong female play. In fact, the production is, apart from me, I don't really know why I'm the person talking because I'm the only man involved in this show. <laughs> well, well, listen, we're all amazing quality. Yes, exactly. <laughs> i got to break that glass ceiling. Um, so there's five women in the cast. Two of them are quintessence regulars. That's Fiona mm-hmm. Keenan O'Brien and Leah Rossiter. Um, the other quintessence regulars, Anthony Kinnahan, and sadly he's not a Belfast girl, so he, okay. he can't be in this one. So we did big auditions um, in Dublin, myself and Anna there a couple of months ago. And we found um, the other three actresses, uh, actors. And um, so we've got an incredible cast of five, uh, two of which will be very known to people who've seen contestant shows before. And then obviously the writer's female, the director's female, the lighting designer's female, the costume designer's <laughs> female. Um and the set design is female. Um, so it's a, it's a strong female-led um, production because I have, as someone who's been reading plays of Irish theatre for 30 years now, we've heard the men's stories. Mm. We've had them yeah. for years. So many, um, so many of them. And uh, um, it's time for, you know, um, a great Irish writer to, to put their head above the parapet and give us something, you know, on an, on an epic scale. So... I hope, I mean, I can kind of hear myself saying these things and going, oh my goodness, I sound like I'm promising a lot. Um, but I think, I hope, ooh, we're about four weeks out from from starting rehearsal. Um, and it's important to say, like, we're doing this in the region yeah. of Dundalk because um, theatre of this size normally comes from our cities. Of course. Um, and it's kind of really hard to in the in the regions, just in terms of like, a lot of the actors are coming from cities. Yeah, of course. So you have to house them. And, 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 but we really didn't want to just go down to Dublin and rehearse it down there and, and cast actors who all live down there. So it's really important to us that this is going to be uh, rehearsed and, and produced in, in Tawn um, and, then, and then has a strong, strong link to um, Meath and, and Drogheda with, with, with Navin and... Um, Absolutely, yeah. No, I think it's going to be fantastic. And, you know, is something like this, uh, you know, are tickets on sale yet? Or, you know, I mean, what's the story there? Is it a nice little early Christmas present? Yeah, 
Yeah, absolutely. It went on uh, went on sale with all our partners last week. So you go to Anton.ie if you want to get a ticket there. Uh, you go to any other theatres uh, the Lyric have announced as part of their big new spring programme, which is which is wonderful. Um, and the other theatres will have information on their websites about it. So yeah, it, it would be uh, it would be quite, you know, it's um, sometimes when I talk about it, I think people are going to be like, oh, God, that sounds intense. It's it's an intense play, but like all great Irish um, theatre, the first act is actually full of laughter yeah. and, and comedy because you're meeting these five women who are all kind of bantering off each other and you're kind of going, oh, they're, they're lovely. I'm sure this is going to be all a lovely tale. And then slowly it's revealed each of their backstories yes. um, that are all, uh, it was a tough time, you know. Yeah. Um, but I think it's going to make it for a compelling performance. And anything that's kind of, you know, based in a one location, it confines like that, you know, on 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 a famine ship. It's bound to have so much drama and everything going on. No, I'm 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 very excited to, to see it. Now, you know, we've talked about uh, this show and I've no doubt it's going to be a huge success. And an Anton Arts Centre has achieved so many successes in the past 10 years. But is there anything, dare I ask, is there anything that you would love to do that hasn't been done? That's sort of in the back of your mind that you're going, oh, I'd like that. Not really. I think if we could, this one has been on the books for so long. I mean, COVID was a really cool time for us. And I know I've been on before talking about this and people are like, why is he saying COVID's a cool time? Not, let's say that. But it was because we got to do so many projects that I had in my head or my team had in their head for years and we couldn't do them because you just got to keep producing stuff when you've a venue open six days a week. So we got to do a lot of really cool things. I mean, um, the the county-wide app where you had to find art um, with, with Joe Rooney, uh, Loud Culture Quest was stands out as being like, like what were we thinking that day in the office? What, was, what, what did we do there? That was mad. Um, we uh, we finally uh, soon, actually after 10 years, I've been trying this for ages, have a uh, a relationship going with the Spirit Store in Dundalk, which is oh, a, one of my favourite places to go see music because the um, the powers that be have, have decided that art centres are the way forward for um, for the late night economy. Yeah. So we are partnering and bringing uh, four of really cool uh, artists, musicians to the Spirit Store for uh, for a very unique collaboration there. Um, so I mean, if I get Belfast Girls over the line, and if it um, if it goes where I think it could go, I'm already talking to America. I had a meeting with them last. Year. I, I love when I say that because it sounds like I'm talking to the entire country yeah, of America. It sounds but, very important. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I, t- I talked to one person in America on a Zoom, <laughs> but uh, in terms of bringing Belfast Girls, uh, our production Belfast Girls over there, I think I think that would see me done. Yeah. I'd say I'd be, I'd be grand. I could head off then. You can head off into the sunset. Don't go anywhere soon. We still need you though. Absolutely. Well, listen, very much looking forward to seeing Belfast Girls. Continued success with Anton and enjoy the celebrations. No doubt we will be involved in some small way next year as well. But thank you so much, Paul, for for joining me today. Cheers. Thank you. And uh, Belfast Girls on sale now, people, on Thon.ie. The 11 to 1 show with Gilmore's LMFM LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 777 Going back in time to 1976, Rocky has its premiere in New York and today is World TV Day. Yeah, it was uh, revolutionised our world when it came about in the late 19th, early 20th century for the first First time moving images could be projected from around the world into the homes of ordinary people. So TV day today. 
LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drada, Dundalk and new Navin showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. News at 12 on the way, but still to come. Festive style tips with Maria Macklin. The 11 to 1 show. So messages coming in about the 12 icks of Christmas decor. We'll be getting back to that right after Ed Sheeran. On air, online, on your smart speaker, this is LMFM, Ed Sheeran, eyes closed, eyes closed and ears closed maybe as well. We're talking about the 12 icks of Christmas according to interior designers and so far busy tablescapes, blue lights, the elf on the shelf and the Christmas banister garland are just a big fat no-no to them. Anne is on saying, I agree, happy holidays is a no-no. She has it in capitals. It's Christmas. Okay. Yeah, I, look, it doesn't, bo- it actually doesn't bother me that much, the happy holidays, but yes, okay. <laughs> see the, I see the level of uh, emphasis that you put there. Uh, Sinead, pink and silver on the tree for me, th- for me this year. I love a coordinated look. Says Steph, you see, some people plan this. They kind of go, I'm going to do silver and another colour and that's what the tree is going to be. And, you know, fair play to you. I love just an explosion. It's just a quality street tree, as we call it, with all the colours and all that kind of stuff. Too much fuss now. Used to be a tree, bit of tinsel around a picture frame, a candle in a window. It's gone overboard, says another message here. Love a garland on the banister. Very classy. I like, yeah, I do like a garland banister thingy. I'm that house that you can see from space. <laughs> says another person I presume that it's like all the lights and all the crack yeah yeah okay we're going like America here at Halloween and Christmas the people who have lights from the chimney to the ground and they wouldn't wish you a happy Christmas bring back our own traditions and neighbourliness says Betty well yeah there's a bit of that going around that is for sure Betty where you kind of go do I even know who my neighbours are it's a sad state of affairs it really is number 10 on this list the Nutcracker Soldier those German figurines are designed to frighten away evil spirits and the interior designers say they're as scary as the evil clown from Stephen King novel. That's a step too far, I'm going to say. I think they look quite regal. People have these, you know, on the mantelpiece and I think they look quite cool. But anyway, they're not for the interior designers, apparently. Minimal Christmas. So pared back Scandi decor is one thing, but minimalist twiggy Christmas trees and cribs with faceless wise men. Why bother, they say? Right. Yeah, I'm kind of with them on that. Also, Santa visuals, they say, coming in at number uh, uh, 12. Also, by the way, in in line with the Nutcracker soldiers, they also don't like gonks. Uh, That I know somebody is going to be very disappointed about that. They say they're like Swedish hobgoblins. They just don't like them. They're very invasive, apparently. Santa visuals, number 12. Santa is silent and mysterious. You never get to see him. And that's kind of the point. So what's the deal with mechanical Santa bands, embossed Santa faces and a giant inflatable Santa bopping up and down the corner of the room? You'll give him a heart attack. (laughs) Also avoid saucy Santa, they say, like the plague. Yeah, yeah, I'm not I'm not into saucy Santa is weird. That is weird. But I am all about seeing his lovely big jolly face on, on, you know, pictures and things like that. I do like that. So, yeah, there you go. There's the 12 icks of Christmas decor, according to the, in inverted commas, experts. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Hi, I'm Max. 
Hannah Waddingham is thrilled about the viral success of her shallow duet with Jason Sudeikis. Ahead of her new Christmas special, Hannah Waddingham Home for Christmas, the Ted Lasso star shared the story behind the video. We were literally going to sing something else. And then when we when like two days before... We were talking about it and Jason was like, well, that's too high for me. And I was like, yeah, but if we do it in that key, that's too low for me. And I went, do you know what? I said to our to our MD that, and, the, and the, um, the, the head of the Steps of Faith charity, Billy Brindlecombe, I was like, why didn't we just do... I know that Jason has sung uh, Shallow at Thundergong before. I know it. Should we just do that? That's how it came about. Lado opened up to XXL on her plans for 2024. She says she's dropping a project next year. She wants to go the hardest she's ever gone in her career. On Variety's Power of Women red carpet, Margot Robbie discussed the possibility of a Barbie sequel. Here's what she said. I think we put everything into this one. We didn't like, we didn't build it to be a trilogy or something. It was like, Greta put everything into this movie, so... I can't imagine what would be next. I'd say the biggest takeaway for me is that original films can still hit huge at the box office. It doesn't have to be a sequel or prequel or a remake. That's The Buzz. I'm Max. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Oh, I'm with you, Margot Robbie. There's no point in making sequels and remakes and all sorts of stuff. Getting back to the music now. Style Council. Shade to the top. Style Council Shade to the Top. Now we are going to be talking festive fashion and style with Maria Macklin. I wonder, does she have any icks of Christmas? Oh, I'd say she probably does. We're going to be joining her next. The 11 to 1 show with Gilmore. Christmas is coming, which means sequin sparkle and, of course, the Christmas jumper. But rather than jumping on a trend that you'll wear once, is there a better way to stand out at the Christmas party that will look stylish and that you will wear long after the uh, office uh, festivities finish? Image consultant from House of Colour, Maria Macklin, is back with some more great advice on how to look your best this party season. Good afternoon, Maria. Hi, Sinead. Good afternoon. Great to have you back. Now, I can see it creeping into the shops these past few weeks. We've got the colourful sequins, the usual red, green, silver and gold party dresses that just scream Christmas. And then they end up at the back of the wardrobe for the rest of the year. This is the time of the year that fast fashion is back and and around in a a real way, isn't it? Yeah, I don't think they're creeping in, Sinead. They've come in with a bang. Huge, (laughs) huge bang. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, fast fashion is there all year round, but I think people may avail of it more because we tend to buy under panic. At this time of year, we run out of time. We're buying other things. We're doing our Christmas shopping. The shops are busy and we, we run, grab the first thing we see or, you know, and, and say that'll do. And we put it on us once and you're right, it ends up in the back of the wardrobe. Yeah, I mean, overconsumption is is always going to be a problem for me. I I, I can't get my head around it. I never will. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. Yeah. I I hear you. And like, I do love you know a little bit of kind of silver. I have incorporated a silver jumpsuit which I bought for Christmas last year, but I have worn it since. That is in the wardrobe. And mm. sometimes, you know, I feel if the item is very bright or over the top, let's say in terms of the sequins, people might not feel confident as well to wear it after the party season. Is that what happens if they kind of associate it with? Oh, it's acceptable because it's Christmas. Sometimes I think that's true, but if you if you look around, 
now there has never been more sequins worn for daily wear, not just for Christmas wear. There are metallics everywhere. There are metallic jeans, there are metallic pleated skirts, there are metallic boots. You know, you don't need to go top to toe in metallics. You can just add a pop, but they're everywhere. Gold and silver, whichever is your favourite or whichever looks best on you. So it is everywhere. I mean, you put a jumper over a sequin dress and turned into a sequin skirt, add some knee-length boots, and it looks wonderful. Mm. It just looks wonderful. Mm. And that's a great idea because really these items, as you say, should be lasting us kind of for, for various seasons. And you've given me an idea now because my the jumpsuit I'm talking about, you know, it could easily just be it's actually a, a shorts jumpsuit. So it could easily just be, you know, a bit more casual, as you say, with boots and a jumper over it or something different like that. So you can you can work it around Where sort of what you have. Yeah. yeah. Yes, absolutely. And that's the key. And, you know, we had this conversation this time last year. So those sequins are already in wardrobes up and down the country. Yes. We talked about this last year. So, you know, so people have them. They're there. And if you haven't worn them all year, you know, I I, I say this to people. People don't notice you as much as you think they do, Mm. which sounds a bit disrespectful, but... They don't see what you see and they don't remember what you wore last year. You might remember it, but nobody else does. You know, and so yeah. you're, it's, 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 wear it again. Yeah, and, and I, I, if you, I again, if you do something different to it, then it looks different. Well, this is the thing, and I absolutely have fallen into that trap before, where you're like, no, I can't wear the same thing to the Christmas party again, and it's this idea of getting something new. But absolutely, it's about tweaking it. Now, never one to jump on a trend, Maria. But is there a way someone can feel that bit more glamorous without going for the sort of all-out garish colours this kind of party season? Yeah, there are, there are gorgeous, there's gorgeous knitwear around at the moment, which isn't knitwear, it's, it's kind of a metallic knitwear, so it's oh. like a, a matte version of a sheen rather than a shine. Yes. It's beautiful, it's in the shop, so you can get a tank, you can get a jumper. Those are gorgeous, I think those are gorgeous for somebody who wants to be a little bit more understated. Now there are people who want to do all of the sequins from top to toe, some people would rather have a little bit less and pull themselves back, and that's fine. So I think that knitwear is beautiful. Uh, and of course, a satin blouse would always look gorgeous because you oh, can wear yeah. it, you can wear it now and you can wear it later. I mean, it's and it it gives the the right amount of elevation so that it looks dressy. But again, you can wear that all year round. Put a jacket over it, and it becomes a, an office blouse if you need mm. it. Yes, and uh, do you know a satin blouse? Now you've got me thinking because that's something. You know, if I was to look for a gap now, Maria, that's a gap in the wardrobe that I have myself. That's a nice excuse. And I love the feel of it. And when you put it on, sometimes with certain fabric like that, once you put it on, you sort of feel a bit more expensive or classy or something. Yes, yes. of course you do. And and we've talked about that before, the effect all of this has on your brain and your performance and the way you stand and all of your physiology is affected by how how you dress and what you put on. So absolutely. And you can add shine. As I said, there are, I mean, you even go so far as just putting on shiny accessories yeah. if you're really concerned about standing out too much which I don't think anybody should be but that's my own opinion you know do it in the accessories mm. put your accessories start at the top your earrings your necklace your rings your bracelet your you know work your way down your belt do a metallic belt do a glittery belt even a glittery buckle it, it doesn't need to be huge it can be a smaller amount 
Yes, and I love kind of uh, you do fantastic things with belts. Actually, you've got some a, a gorgeous selection that really makes di- outfits look so so different. Um, now I am getting a question for you, Maria, which is great on oh eight six one eight hundred six five eight. This is coming in. I wear a black dress every single party season. I do have quite a formal office party each year. I have lost a lot of weight though, and I don't want sort of too much attention. But at the same time, I don't want to disappear in black. I want to stand out. Um, have you any idea? is for this person now like that's, Ooh, that's a, a tricky favorite, one what, that's a super question because yeah. if, if you got round to asking me my x of dress black <laughs> yes. is one of them oh black I know is one. Yes. and I've, I'm looking at photographs of award ceremonies and nights out and all sorts and every woman is in black and I'm just wondering why on earth are we wearing black when there's so much else to choose from I mean I mean obviously I'm going to say understand your most flattering colours because yeah. that's what I do but but it's it will open your world to a rainbow of colours that will look amazing on you that you never would have thought of before. So that's, but any colour better, is better than black, in my opinion, because you will stand out and you don't need to go bright red. You might go burgundy or mm. you might do a navy instead or you might do a dark green instead. But it's much more interesting. You feel a little bit different and you won't be at the top of the, you know, shouting. You'll be silently talking in the background and maybe that's where your place is and that's fine. Yeah, and like you, you've, you've said from. as well, yeah, like you've said, you know, the accessories, you know, play around. Don't be exper- afraid to experiment in that area as well. But subtly, like if you're not somebody that's liking something that's too sort of over the top. And I don't know, maybe it's because we sort of think of formal and we think of what's easy and safe. And that's why we go back to the black again and again, isn't it? Yes, and we hold ourselves back. I mean, yeah. women in particularly hold themselves back, although I had somebody, a male here last year, and he holds himself back. So we hold ourselves back. We think, and and it's back to my very first point, we think that people will notice us more. They actually don't notice us as much as we think we do. Mm. And and you can nudge yourself out there. You can take a, a bigger leap. You can move into something a little bit more interesting, a little bit brighter, in a brighter shade. And you, you'll probably get compliments. Yeah. And I bet you other people are looking at you going, I wish I had been brave enough. I wish I had done that. I wish I wasn't wearing black, you know. So do it. Go, go for it. it. Go for it. Absolutely. Yeah. And let us know how you get on as well. Now, I will, circle, know but, yeah, I will circle back to the men, but since as we are talking X of uh, Christmas, uh, what are your, I know you do have X when it comes to uh, Christmas style. Well, nothing major. I mean, black is one of mine because... Yeah. As I said, I don't know why you would when you, when you can wear so much else. Um, the, the the usual things, the Christmas jumpers, no. wearing anything once, and uh, you know if you're if you like a Christmas jumper, that's fine. But wearing anything once, buying it only to wear once, is really my my bugbear because we know that those end up in third world countries, cluttering up a landscape somewhere else. And Christmas pajamas, those Christmas pajamas that are that, that are worn once that are made yeah. from polyester, which is oil. I mean, they're made using oil. Those things bug me, but you know, it's personal opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely, they are the X. And as you bring up the Christmas jumper, you know, they are so so damaging. We've had you know conversations about this before. Now, I know a lot of people do wear them kind of you know on the last day before they they break for the Christmas holidays or they wear them to raise money for charity, and that's fantastic. But you know, I'm kind of with you, I have the same jumper each year, it doesn't have a big reindeer or anything on it, it's just a bit like glitzy looking. Or what I've done before is I've gotten a red jumper and I've just put like tinsel around the neckline of it to make it a bit Mm. more festive. To be looking, and you can take that off then, so it's just yes. easier. 
I know when my children used to go into school and they were expected to have Christmas jumpers and I just couldn't bring myself to buy them. Maybe people thought I was a tight or, you know, ridiculous. But anyway, I used to take little Christmas decorations and pin them all over a oh, normal lovely. jumper. Yeah, that's what I did. But it's probably, it was probably frowned upon. I don't know. No, I think that would be like unique. Do you know, that's yeah. a really great idea. That is a great idea. And they all come out every year, the same culprits as well, selling them every year as well. So, you know, if you do have one, perfect. But just bring it out each year. Absolutely. Now, we can't forget about the men uh, for the Christmas party. Now, what about men who might be sort of suited and booted every day, but there's sort of their Christmas party is a bit more relaxed and they want to sort of mix it up a bit? Right. Well, there are a couple of things on trend, and I'm not I'm not a fan of that word, but mm. things you see around at the moment. Corduroy is oh yeah, big, really big yes. right now, um, and it's very interesting. It's it's in everything. It's even in Birkenstocks. So there's plenty of corduroy, nice pair of corduroy trousers are much more relaxed than a tailored pair. So know whether you prefer a thick cord or a thin cord because there's a whole lot of varieties within that. But corduroy, corduroy is lovely. Double-breasted jackets are also back, but oh. you may not want to do a jacket on a on a Christmas party. Tucking in your shirt is better now. The, the, the new trend is to tuck in rather than let it hang out. So tuck in, but then you're going to make sure you need to have a good belt. Yep. And button-down shirts are tenor, generally softer. So there's a lot of texture between corduroy and softer shirts. Those are nice. And the bomber jacket. Get a good bomber jacket. Bomber oh, jackets are very modern. Yeah. Very modern. I do like a bomber jacket. Yeah, I do like a bomber yeah. jacket on, on a man as well. And like, would corduroy now, would that suit any any man really? Different texture suits different people. So there's there's a very thick cord and a particular man will love that. And then there's a thinner, fine cord. So it depends on the man and it depends whether they love texture and they love clothes a bit more relaxed. If they want to look a bit sharper, then corduroy won't be for them. So they might move into moleskin, which is almost like velvet, but not. Oh, okay. But a, a velvet jacket will also work. Velvet works all year round. Velvet's it's another fab. one for both, yeah. both sexes. I mean, velvet is super, whether it's Christmas or not. So yes. it's one that will take you through the winter and take you through events and take you to a wedding or take you anywhere, really. Yeah, and like you say, it's not just a, a. It does have that festive vibe going. It absolutely does. But you can completely wear it at at any stage. And as you say, yeah. just again, yeah. like the satin, it just has that sort of classy look, doesn't it? Mm. Mm. Yes, it's on the right person. Yes, it does. And what yeah. about Christmas Day style? Now, people have a lot of people have very different sort of views on Christmas Day style. Like for me, I'm going to be cooking this year, so I want to be comfortable. I'm not going to be wearing anything kind of too fussy. So it's going to be maybe you know a very comfortable dress that I have already, or you know I might get, I might get the satin blouse, Maria. I don't know with yeah, nice trousers yeah, or there something. You are. Yeah, yeah, that's a good good Love one. You said don't get turkey grease on it. No, no, yeah, no. Yeah, you see. You see, I thought I'm going to sound like an awful Grinch because I don't get this idea of where buying something new for Christmas Day when usually nobody else sees you except your immediate family. But well, that's, that's true. That's not the point. I mean, I get that you should dress for your immediate family too, because that's what I teach. But I, I, I can't get my head around buying something for for one for, for to wear one. So it's back to my ick. Please, if you're going to buy something, make sure that it works for you. It suits you. You're going to wear it over and over again. You can make lots of outfits with it. So it's not just a one-off to be thrown in the back of the wardrobe. Yeah, absolutely. And I think maybe it's because as kids we were bought an outfit, weren't we kind of, that was your Christmas Day clothes and then you wore no. it to parties and stuff. Well, that was me, no. Maria. That was me. 
<laughs> that was in my house. But now, in saying that, you wore it again. Like, Ginny, you didn't yeah. throw it in the back of the yeah. wardrobe. My God, no. Yeah. No, no, absolutely. So, yes. And look, please, people. Like, look, I, I am going to say, this is going to be a nick for me. Christmas pyjamas on Christmas Day. No. Do you know what I mean? Let's make a bit of an effort. That's my big ick. I'm go- now, Stephen's day lounge around that morning. Okay, I can accept that. Yeah. Christmas Day, no. Let's get out of the pyjamas. What do you reckon? Well, I I would, yeah, unless I'm very ill, I don't ever spend any <laughs> days in pyjamas. But again, that's my personal thing. I yeah. understand why if people are running around like lunatics, lunatics. for three or four weeks and then they just want to breathe. Yes. And I get it. It's fine. But but as as you say, not not one wear only pajamas. Yeah. Wear them, you know. Get buy something that you're going to wear a lot. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Maria. Yeah. As always, thank you so much for all of your tips and everything else. And uh, well, hopefully, we'll chat to you before the the Christmas time. Thank you, Sinead. Thanks a million. Bye now. Bye. Maria Macklin there. If you want to get in touch with Maria, by the way, um, if you're thinking, you know what, I don't know what to be wearing. I don't know what suits me. I don't know what works with my figure. I don't know what colours to be wearing. All of that. It is a bit of a minefield. I totally get that. Maria.Macklin at houseofcolour.com That's where you can reach out to her and she's also on social media as well. The 11 to 1 show. How about you? Are you team? Get me. Just don't forget me. Dermot Kennedy, don't forget me. Music from Trisha Yearwood on the way right after the job search. LMFM Job Search with Local Heroes. Backed by Bordgosh Energy. Replace your old inefficient gas spoiler with Local Heroes. Visit localheroes.ie. Hoys DIY Castle Bellingham. They require a full-time yard assistant. Please apply with your cover letter and CV to jobs at hoysdiy.ie. The closing date for this position is the 24th of November. Part-time carer required to support a lady in her own home in Kings Court. If you're interested, please call June on 085-720-3792. That's 085-720-3792. Don't forget all the details of those jobs can be found on our local job section on lmfm.ie. LMFM Job Search with Local Heroes backed by Bordgosh Energy for gas spoilers, heat pumps and electric vehicle charge point installation visit localheroes.ie Paddy Casey, Saints and Sinners just to let you know tomorrow on the show a filmmaker who's on the Oscar long list we'll be chatting to him and a Mead company who is fundraising for Navin Rugby Club I'll be chatting about that as well on tomorrow's show but that is my lot on the show for today thank you so much to the guests and to you for your company enjoy the rest of your day and I'll chat to you tomorrow Listen back to the 11 to 1 show podcast on lmfm.ie or the LMFM app 